Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Uh, folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday night. I know I am. I'll I am. tell you why. Home, man. Feels good to be home. So, tired. How are you still going? I, I'm tired, man. <laughs> I, here's the, the, the big thing I've been doing with all this travel this year. Brian, tell me if you ever use this technique. When things are crazy and busy, is you just don't think about it. You just keep going. You just go. You know what I mean? And I know I know it'll it's going to catch up with me at some point. Yeah. I'm hoping I can keep it le- I keep it going until like the fall, okay. where it doesn't hit me. Yeah. You know, so I'm me- I'm mentally not thinking about it, and uh, you're just head down rolling. Head down rolling, and but, the great thing yeah. is Becky and the family has been able to come out to a lot of events to break nice. that up, yeah. which has been great. But man, there's not like sleeping in your own bed. You, you miss it. Like last spot. Oh yeah, like last night was the <laughs> first night I slept in my own bed in probably. Six weeks, probably wow. two months, dude. Wow. And I, I mean, it was it was such a nice thing. You take it for granted, yeah. sleeping in your own freaking bed, you yeah. know. It's the like feel concave right everything. to your body. <laughs> everything, it's just right. it's your spot, yep. you know. Yeah. It's your spot, but uh, it, it it is a good time to talk about it a little bit, Pete. Um, right before Sabine River, I filmed um, for this new project. That I'm going to make this announcement about, the announcement that I talked about before. Big announcement coming up about this announcement. <laughs> Hopefully, announcement I'll make in the summer. About <laughs> in this the summer. We're right. Gonna right. In, the right summer. Summer, in the heat of the summer. So okay. is there an announcement? There's <laughs> no announcement. There's an announcement, okay. but it's coming. But um, <laughs> actually wrapped up the filming. Uh, oh, you wrapped it up? No wrapped kidding. it up. This was number six. Oh, wow. And we were in... New, New York, York City. City. Very Ooh. amazing. Very amazing place. Uh, and, and, dude, the shock to New York City is it's, it's ama- it's, it's such a cluster. Mm-hmm. It's such a big, giant city with a million things going on at one time. And the fishing is fabulous, dude. The fishing is so good right in the heart of New York City. It's unbelievable. It's so weird yeah. how good it is. Right. You know, uh, stripers, bluefish, flounder, um, bass in 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 freshwater, carp in freshwater. Should send I mean, Eric up there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you should send Eric up there. Oh yeah, he'll ruin it. <laughs> oh, really. Central Park will never be the same if Eric goes up there. <laughs> we'll be there every day. Okay. Charles, Charles, yeah. can you please tell your your, your Eric Thanos oh, burning your building down story? Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so what? so. Last month, uh, I, I live about I, I live like 20 minutes from Spruce Run Reservoir or mm. at Spruce Run, and last month it was on. I don't yeah. know what happened. I, I just there was something awesome going on. Yeah, and it, it got to the point where I had it so dialed in, I didn't even believe how dialed in I had it. Like I, I would literally say to myself, I'm gonna throw this right there, and I'm gonna get bit. And I was showing Dave earlier. Like legit four pounders, Le- wow. legit legit four pounders. At one point, I was catching them every every spot I went to. Wow! And it was just magical, and I was I was in love with it. And uh, you know, uh, 
talking to Eric and, you know, coming in and out through here. And, you know, he's telling me about how he fishes up there. So I made a mistake. <laughs> made a huge mistake and error. But it's funny. I, I, so I tell him. I say, hey, Eric, it's, you know, FYI, hopefully he's not listening. So, you know, hey, you know, it, it's just, this is what I'm doing. It's just, it's it's on fire, right? So one day I'm fishing there, and I'm, I'm pedaling out and going to get out of my uh, get, get my truck and stuff, and I see a friend of mine. He actually works for works for Hobie. Mark, he's the, the, the rep in the area. And he's like, you know, you know, I told him about it, and you know, I was catching some fish, blah, blah. So unbeknownst to me, he's going fishing with, with someone else. So I pull up, I'm like, hey, man, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, this is what I'm doing. This is the color I'm using. Like, it's magic. Yeah. So I pull out and I leave. Go home, unpack my yak, you know, kiss the baby goodnight, have dinner with the wife, you know. And all of a sudden, Mark. So I pick up, I'm like, what's up? He's like, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, I'm like, I guess I'm not, so tell me. So he tells me, he gets back to the ramp. They're pulling out, the same thing, they're leaving, and this guy rolls up in a boat. And he says, hey, you know, you guys catch him? He's like, you know, actually, no, you know, we, we really didn't get any. He's like, oh, me neither. He's like, a buddy of mine has just been, like, lighting it up here. And he's like, let me show you a picture. So I had sent Eric a picture of this pike I caught. It was This thing was legit. Yeah. It was a nice pike. Yeah. Biggest one I ever caught. So I sent it to him. So this guy pulls out the picture, and he shows Mark. He's like, he's like, I know that guy. He's like, he's your buddy? He's like, well, he's not really my buddy. He's a buddy of a buddy. <laughs> so My buddy. My buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's So now, unbeknownst to them, it's me. Yeah. Well, unbeknownst to this guy, yeah. you know, someone's buddy. And Mark, he's like, well, I know him, blah, blah, blah. So go back and forth. So it turns out, Eric, the intern, <laughs> texts his buddy a picture of me holding that pike and there they are at the ramp talking about me, and he's like, "Dude, he's like your spot is just blown up." So I said, "Thanks a lot, Eric. You, you, you could complete." Oh, it wasn't Eric. Us, no, it, no, it, this was Eric's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric sent this picture of me, and this guy's like, "Yeah, it's my buddy." He's like, "Well, he's not really my buddy, wow. but there's a buddy." So Spruce is on fire. Yeah. Wow. So a, a very wise man told me, and I, I told you this. He said, uh, "He said, uh, don't if you want to ruin a spot, tell an elite pro." About your spot, it'll be ruined forever. Facts. So I take that back. It's now you tell Eric the intern. About <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Eric. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, well, everybody watching and listening, if you live in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York area, everyone go to Spruce Run. Let's just blow up the yeah. entire lake. <laughs> Screw it. Yeah. Hate that part of the state anyway. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's great. What a great story. Thanks, Eric. Uh, yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were hey, oh. I gotta say, can I say something in Eric's defense? Yeah, sure. It, he, we did a, a Facebook Live and an Instagram Live yeah. on the Delaware River. Yeah, and um, it came out really good. And, I, and, I watched some of it. it well, he awesome. did a good job. Yeah, he did a good. He job. did a good job. He, he stayed. Job. He stayed focused with the camera. He resisted yeah. uh, picking up a rod and yeah. fishing, now, which is good. Yeah. No, you know you what? Know? We're we're actually busting Eric Stones a little bit, but dude, some of the editing that he's been doing is genius. Mm. It's genius. Oh yeah. yeah. It's genius. I mean, uh, there's some good stuff we haven't been able to put up. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, one last thing I want to tell. You. I did want to tell you a Central Park story real quick. In Central Park, the bass fishing that day it was Memorial Day. It was Monday Memorial Day. There were a million people in Central Park. A million people. That's not an exaggeration. There were a million people on Memorial Day in New York City in Central Park. 
there were two fishermen. And Come on. one of them was me. Wow. That's it. And um, Were you bank fishing? Or I was you bank boat? fishing. The bass fishing was unbelievable. They were post-spawn. The males were fry guarding. The females were on the first piece of cover off the bank. It was so good. Oh I caught fish up to three and a half pounds. Um, and then I, I, I had, I caught, probably caught ten bass, enough bass for what we were doing from a filming standpoint. And I started seeing these blimp common carp. And I'm like, I want some of that. You know what I mean? I, and I, I want some of that, like, on, for real, not snag. And I actually want to, I want some of this. So I started scrambling around and I put this, I had a real little tiny hook and I had a bobber and I happened to have, uh, dough power bait with me, you know, and I started putting little pieces of power bait on there and they weren't looking at it. And I had one swipe at it and miss it. And then I got to this area in front of a restaurant and there's uh, a couple famous restaurants in Central Park and one is called the Boathouse. And it's a restaurant right near where you rent the iconic rowboats in Central Park. And the seating at the restaurant, outdoor seating, literally runs straight across the corner of this lake, the lake in Central Park. And so during dinner, families with kids and stuff will throw bread out there, right? Uh, And so now carp are attracted to this spot because – of the feeding gone on. And I get to this area and I've got a little piece of dough on with a leader about two feet and my bobber, Dave. It's an orange uh, float, uh, styrofoam bobber. And I throw it over there by that wall and, dude, my first cast, a common carp, about 30 pounds, comes up and eats the bobber. <laughs> dude, this happens like three or four times until I start figuring out Dude, they want a big something. Yeah. So now I'm like digging out almost the entire container of dough bait to put on this little tiny hook. And I have three or four strikes and I keep missing them. And finally I made this change and like it hit me because I'm like, I've got like one scoop left. And you know, the, the film guys want to quit it too. It's 10 to 2. I got one scoop left and I make a decision to take off that little tiny hook. And I put on a little tiny treble, real little small treble hook. I get my my pliers. I nip back the barbs because it's all barbless there. I nip back the barbs. I put on that last piece of dough. I throw it out there. And, dude, a big common comes up and sucks it in. At this point, I've missed like 10 in a row. I've got about 100 people on the bank behind me. I've got the entire restaurant. Eat the meal. Stop. They're, they're not eating anymore. <laughs> they're all watching. Dude, they're all on the corner of their seat. Are you carrying on now? I, dude, I'm just, I'm pissed because I can't catch one of these things. I gotta catch one of these. This are is you, a big are you, moment. Are you doing the Ike thing where you, when they get off, are you going nuts? I'm, I'm going nuts because yeah. I can't figure it out. I'm so pissed off. I know this is my last chance. Yeah. And son of, dude, one, a big common comes up and eats it. And I fight this fish. Dude, it's taking drag. It's screaming all over. And I finally land this thing. Dude, Central Park went crazy. The entire <laughs> awesome. place erupted, dude, awesome. with, with, you know, they're clapping and awesome. screaming and awesome. yelling. That's and nice. the restaurant managers are getting all frazzled because they don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And, uh, and so I land this thing. I let it go and everybody's still kind of watching it. And the, the only thing I can think of is, and I, you know, and I was kind of like took a bow, took my hat off and I say, 
Tips appreciate it. Tips appreciate it. <laughs> Nobody wanted to give me any money. Uh, I don't know if it was all the camera equipment or what it was. Uh, uh, I think uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go to our first guest, Pete. Very excited to have this guy on. Um, the the really neat tie-in is we're going to talk about Hobie Worlds. We're going to talk about the Hobie Worlds of Sweden. But the great tie-in is that this guy qualified for this event mm-hmm. through the Ike Foundation yeah, event right here in New Jersey. Uh, it's a great story, and we want to talk to him right now. Uh, joining us live via Skype, Nicholas Weedle. Joining us. Nicholas, am I saying your name right or am I butchering it? That's Waddell. Waddell. Okay, I'm I sorry. I butcher everybody's <laughs> name, even my own. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, man. We appreciate having you on. Good to be here. Uh, let, let's let's start. I want to get right into it, man. Sweden, uh, big, amazing adventure uh, for a lot of us. A trip of a lifetime. Hobie Worlds. I I was fortunate. I got to be at the last Hobie Worlds when it was in Louisiana. What? T- give us your impression. Now, a lot of people watching that don't know anything about Hobie Worlds, let alone a trip to Sweden. What What was it like? What was the experience like? I'll be honest, Ike, it was amazing. Uh, Steve Fields, he put an event together that was one of the few chances I've had to enjoy competition from around the world and experience a unique culture where, I mean, everything is available to you. And I got to fish for some epic, I mean, pike. I mean, you don't get the, you don't get to catch them every day, especially where I travel to. And, the opportunity to hook into, you know, 100 centimeter, a three foot long fish that can, you know, absolutely tear through your gear is an exciting experience. And to be able to do this repeatedly day after day yeah. and catch fish. I mean, in the States here, I mean, you're lucky to catch one or two, you know, maybe three in a day. And over there, you have guys that are hooking into 10, 15 fish a day. Wow. It's just, it's it's an incredible fishery over there. Wow. And along those the uh, the people are just amazing. Smiles, friendly, and clean. So well organized. How was uh, how was the tournament uh, accepted? You know how how did how did the people in the town and how did people in Sweden were they excited to have Hobie Worlds there? How was the reception? The reception was fantastic. I mean, the whole town got together. There was no uh, discontent. Everyone seemed positive about the event. The hotel that we stayed in was uh, rustic, but uh, the the food was great. And everyone in town was like, oh, you're the Americans here for the tournament. They're like, yeah. They're like, oh, we can come down and watch the show. And every day you'd have people walking through. It was very accessible. Wow. It was right there in the center of town, and it was just a fantastic place. Wow, that's awesome. Now, there are a lot of people watching right now that are hardcore bass guys or they're fly <laughs> fishermen, and they don't they don't necessarily know the format. Explain to people watching that don't know, this isn't strictly for one species. Uh, explain the format of Hobie Worlds a little bit as far as what you guys were fishing for and how they judged it to determine a winner. All right. So what we had to accomplish each day of the tournament was two different species. We had the yellow perch. We had to have two fish, each one's each one over uh, nine and I think a quarter inches. 
And we also had to have a pike, which was over, I believe it was 28 inches. Wow. And we had to have two of those. So right off the bat, the people that got lucky, yeah, your luck didn't last for long. Right. Because to catch a pike, yes, you can do that. But to catch two perch and two pike in the same day, right? that's where the, the challenge came. And like in pre-fishing, I struggled just getting – I didn't catch any pike. I could catch the perch, but I couldn't catch the pike. And I finally figured out a system that worked for me on the first day. Didn't quite work on the second, but came together on the third for me. And uh, fishing the the two different species factor, you had to have completely different gear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're using like an eight foot rod. I mean, a frogging stick on on steroids. And then you're using the little light setup. You can't throw one lure for, right. for two spots. <laughs> so you really had to pick apart your spots and That's fish effectively. That's surprising. A, a, a nine-inch perch won't eat a, a pike lure? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, reeling the perch in, you might catch yeah. the pike. <laughs> Does that count? Can you do two at one time? <laughs> you know, and here's the thing is, uh, I mean, you can throw a perch lure, but the perch... You know, they don't like to hit wire leader. So right. <laughs> if you're throwing a perch lure and a, and a pike grabs it, your, your chances of actually landing the fish are are hard to slim. So uh, you really had to had to pick your battles. Now, what what was the what was the actual name of the lake that you fished and and describe the conditions a little bit? I mean, was it a lake like what you see here in the States? Was it a reservoir? Was it a desert impoundment? Was it a highland impoundment? Describe the, the lake a little bit. The lake, as far as area goes, is absolutely enormous. Uh, I, the way they said it, I think it's like uh, it's about the size of Connecticut. I mean, wow. this thing is huge. What? Damn it. Like, uh, it! Yeah, it's the second or first biggest lake in Sweden. I mean, this thing is massive. It has shipping channels. Uh, it's so big that in order to contain the event, they put limits on us. You know, seven miles, I think it was, in each direction. Right. Uh, the, the the way the shoreline was set up was rocky outcroppings with uh, coves with grass and reeds in the back. And we all, there's also long, shallow flats that, uh, that held fish as well. So, and the weather was beautiful. We didn't have any kind of high winds. We didn't have miserable rain, and the weather stayed in probably the 50s and 60s the whole time. I think even crept up into the high 70s. Wow, gorgeous weather. Yeah, it 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 sounded like it, it sounds amazing over there. The, now I'm try, are, Do you have an eight-hour day like we do in a typical tournament where you have to get this done, or how many hours do you have at it? Uh, so what we did was we started at around 7 a.m. and we finished. At two or three p.m. each day. Okay. So that way you had plenty of time to to catch your fish, but not enough time to really understand the species. I mean, like I wanted, I wasn't one of the only ones that had never really caught a pike before. So, and we had, uh, I believe it was two days of pre-fishing. So it was a, a very tough fishery to learn in just a few hours each day. So did you like go pike fishing early? Did you try to? Get- they seem like they're the most challenging that they they would be to catch. Seem like you would have to spend most of your time hunting pike, right? 
Yeah, and then the thing is, is that the way the format was set up was total inches overall each day. And if you couldn't get your pike, oh man, you're 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 down at the bottom instantly. But if you couldn't get your perch, then all of a sudden, you know, that's that's uh, what it was. Everything was in centimeters, uh, so inches. I mean, you're, you're you're down almost twenty inches each each uh, each day, Without and perch, and that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Now, I, I can tell you, um, and Pete, we talked about this last year uh, when I was at the prior Ho- Hobie Worlds in Louisiana. It's such a cool um, environment, you know, and, and the best way I can describe it, and, and Nick, I want you talking a little bit about this, but um, in, in a bass tournament, in, in BASS Elites or FLW, there's this rivalry, um, and, and I don't want to say it's hatred, but you don't trust anybody. And everybody's out to get everybody else, and it's all about the money. It's all about the points. It's all about the win. It's all about the publicity. And when I was at Hobie Worlds in Louisiana, it was this most amazing bond that I felt between guys that didn't know each other, right? Guys from Sweden, Mexico, Italy, United States, Canada, all over the world, this common bond that was kayak fishing. And you never felt that animosity between the teams. Was that true at this one in Sweden? Was it that same feeling? Yes. The camaraderie is there. The trust, well, we're all fishermen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you can get away with the biggest lie you can for the day, you know, like, oh, where are you catching your fish? Oh, I was catching it right here. You know, the person you tell, you know, they're like, are they lying? Are they telling the truth? right. Uh, you know that that's the crapshoot, but uh, overall the 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 feeling was, hey, we're here to help each other. And yeah. on the last day, one of the really cool experiences of the tournament was I wasn't there for it, but I got to hear the story was the guy that was in first place, the guy from Germany. He was just wailing on the pike. I mean, he was just one after another, and a couple of the other guys are struggling nearby, and he's like, listen, I got to go catch my perch, but. Here's the lures that I'm using, and he gave them to the other two fishermen. So wow. they and you just don't hear about that in other kind of tournaments. You no. know, here's my best bait. You know, that just doesn't exist. Yeah, Dave, so, Dave, Dave's not going to be giving you any of his bass lures at the next Ike Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Nicky. Yeah, that, that didn't happen between Lambert and Randy Haynes. I don't think either. <laughs> hey, Nick, it's Dave. Do you oh. remember our interaction last year at all, by any chance? Uh. I'm struggling. All right, well, I'm going to help you. Help me out. I'll probably remember. I'm going to refresh you. The night of the meeting, first I'm going to say congratulations on everything. Even Thank though you, you stole my opportunity to be talking You blasted me. You took me out. I'm good. Good. Whatever. Listen. You blasted all of us. You are a gentleman. I'm going to tell you what. The night at the meeting on the battleship, right? So for people that don't know who fished this event, we have a pre-tournament meeting yeah. on the battleship where we're issued our identification bracelets. So when you when you take a picture of your fish on the uh, Hobie board, you know it's a, it's a unique bracelet to that tournament that's only released the night before the tournament. You actually coached me up on the iTournament Angler app. Remember talking to a guy that was like half lit? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Was <laughs> All right, half lit. He remembers big, now. Big, <laughs> gi- big giant blockhead. Yeah. You right. couldn't miss him. Now we also had another interaction. I I, I spent most of my day on Cooper. When I finally rushed to Newton, I was the guy like racing through the reeds and through the through the lily pads, launching my kayak. When you were over by that brick, by that cement dock, 
and you were throwing yeah. a little frog. That was me. Do you remember that, dude? Yes. Well, did you catch on, any you fish? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him. Well, anyway, good job. You're a gentleman. Oh, congratulations. You got a great smile. I'm glad you were the guy that went there, except for me. And, uh, I understand this year I got my own boat now. It's yeah. going to be a whole different story. You're not going to be running over me like you did last year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dave's all been you, practicing. You got to, you got to, yeah, he right spent, now. he had a whole year to, to sulk in his misery about not winning on his home turf. I don't turf. Oh. to lose. I was ready to go right home. I know. Well, and this is what's amazing to me is this story. And I, I do want you to talk a little bit about it because, you're not from Jersey. You had never fished Newton <laughs> Creek. You had never fished Cooper River, and oh, you, yes. you made this trek all the way here to Dyke Foundation. Not not just to support youth fishing, but you made it to try to qualify for Worlds, and you did. That's an amazing story. What what drove you to come out and fish last year all the way, all the way to this little crappy tournament in Jersey? Tell me about that a little bit. All right, so. I have a few months off every year from what I do for work. And last year, uh, I like to go fishing with my friend Chris Tabir. So he was like, dude, we're going to do this tournament in Jamaica Bay. And I'm like, Jamaica Bay, where is that? And he's like, in New York. I was like, I thought Jamaica Bay was like in Jamaica. And he's like, no, no, it's, it's in New York. So we do this tournament, and I end up in tied for fifth, bumped to sixth, and he gets fifth place. But the way the tournament runs is the top six get a shot at first prize because within the top six is, I mean, you're talking an inch, an inch and a half, if that. So they drew names, and they drew Chris DeBeer's name as the winner to go to Hobie Worlds. Wow. And then the second name they drew for the runner-up was me. And I was like, that's awesome. What is Hobie Worlds? And they're like, you're going to go fish someplace awesome. And I'm like, well, this isn't good because I know Chris is going, and I want to do this too. Yeah. So then uh, I got online, and I figured out where the next tournament was, and that was in Kentucky Lake. So I drove my happy rear end to Kentucky Lake where uh, I got a tied for fifth and got knocked down to sixth again. That was kind of frustrating. And then uh, I was like, all right, do I have any more opportunities? There was one in Border City Classic, which is in Michigan, like Detroit. I, I know you fished that before, Ike. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so I went up there. Oh, my gosh. And oh, I, yeah, he was I tried it. to do my best, to, and uh, I ended up, uh, I think I was like the like third or fourth American. I, I, I just, yeah. My, my pre-fishing days were epic. I mean, five pound, five and some change smallmouth bass. It was amazing. I didn't know they even got that big. <laughs> but uh, I never even caught them before, which is a unique experience. But then, uh, and here's the thing: I'm not a bass guy; I'm a saltwater guy. And then, uh, that's awesome. The uh, the next spot, the last opportunity was the Ike tournament, and I was like fishing for kids, two hundred dollars. Yeah, okay, why not? You know what? Learn something new. And so I drove down there, and I was glad that I spent a couple of days there beforehand just kind of looking around yeah. and feeling the vibe of the city. And I tell you what, that is a rough place. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the camaraderie of, of, of guys on the water, like, it was it was amazing. I mean, everybody, I would be like, I have no idea what works here. And I'd go around to the different bait and tackle stores. And they'd be like, 
try this, try that. And, and I got to try a few different things and I finally found that, uh, you know, just working a bait super slow ended, ended me up. And I, and I found a, I found a spot where nobody was really trying to get to. Wow. So for me, it was all about, uh, trying to compete with my best friend, Chris DeBeer. Yeah. And, and enjoying the experience that, uh, the Hobie Worlds, uh, qualifiers had to offer. So I'm really appreciative for you for hosting this event. No problem. Congratulations. Hey, That's hold, awesome. Hold, yeah. hold on. Yeah. So you came from Detroit and you're calling our area rough? <laughs> <laughs> really? What, what were you, you know staying what? at? Marshall I'm, Mathers house in Detroit or? <laughs> What's up? No, where I was staying at was, uh, it, it's, it, that was, uh, Lake St. Clair. And I can't remember the name of the, the campground that I stayed at, but I mean, I, I was nowhere near the city. So that, that was the good part. Gotcha. Now I, I, I had a, I had a note here that there's a rumor. And I want to talk a little about this is that for the Ike Foundation event, you ended up staying in your van and you just, you didn't realize, but you were staying in the heart of Camden. New Jersey, which at one time was the murder capital the of the United States. City the yeah. In fact, Dave was a police officer in Camden for many years and saw some terrible stuff there. Dave, do you believe Especially Nick was sleeping in his van in Camden? What <laughs> Nick, do you think about where, this? Where were you sleeping at in Camden? So, unfortunately, there I did not sleep in the van, but I, oh. I slept in a van. Uh, Rough, uh, a rough neighborhood, and I was more. Yeah, and the thing is, I didn't want to put view. my kayak on top of the car, so I put it in the car. So I basically left everything wide open. Ooh, wow! But uh, luckily, nothing was stolen. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, the good thing he probably is, was and what I found out, and what I found out that uh, Camden was the highest murder rate. I was like, wow, everyone seems so nice. I go, what's the deal? They go, we're nice. We're nice. If you're not nice. There's a whole lot of acreage you can disappear into, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'll be on my best behavior. Yeah. And, uh, the thing, the thing is, Nick, the brothers didn't know that was a kayak. They thought that was a missile on the top. Of the top. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want no parts of that. They thought nah. they were getting shot. Well, now, well, uh, we let him get by something. We, we, yeah. we talked about Sweden. Are you single or are you married? I am single. So but were, were you chopping I down that Sweden out the world? Were you chopping down that Swedish poon? What was going on? <laughs> no, you know, honestly, the way that they, they scheduled the events, I just wanted to sleep. I mean, you have to understand, they're at a higher latitude there, so sunrise is at like 2.30 in the morning, and sunset is at 10.30 at night. Wow. Yeah. So you're like, your, your internal clock is way off, and yeah. the guys that went out and partied, I mean, that's the cool thing about Hobie Worlds is, I mean, you're there for the experience. If you win, what do you win? You win a handshake and like a cool job, dude. You know, <laughs> uh, there's not like yeah. fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars riding on the table. Yeah. So. So you slept. Yeah, I. I yeah. <laughs> so I slept. Yeah. So I gave my ticket away. <laughs> <laughs> you gave so the it, golden ticket away. To, to, a, to a guy that took siesta. Oh, man. Damn. Well, this is your this is your chance for redemption this year, Dave. Yeah, Nick, it's gonna be different this year. It's gonna be different. Uh, <laughs> I, I I do want to talk about. I know you mentioned your job, and I had a note here for Brian. I think it's very interesting. A lot of people watching. What what do you do for a living? What's what's your what's your regular gig? I'm a merchant mariner, so I work on the container ships, and I also work on uh, military auxiliary vessels. So basically, all this stuff that 
you get from China, Japan, or you want to send it over there, I help move it across the oceans. And I basically do maintenance on the ships to keep them running. Wow. Very, very cool. So that, that in itself has taken you to probably some pretty crazy locations. Yeah, that I travel all over the world with that job, and the uh, the stressful part about it is is it's uh, there's there's no stopping when you're going. It's uh, you know sometimes you're doing 16 hour days, 18 hour days, and you're doing it seven days a week, and you do this for 120 days to 180 days. Wow. Uh, so it's every day, you know, like eight hours a day minimum, four hours overtime, and so like this last time. After I left the uh, the Ike tournament, I went and hopped on a ship for six months, worked every day, and I ended up in uh, Micronesia fishing off the back of the ship, and I was catching uh, dogtooth tuna, uh, giant trevally, snapper, grouper, wow. all that kind of fun stuff. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. wild. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Off the back of the cool. ship. Yeah. That's giant, a lo- you need a long net. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I don't use a net, but I use a uh, very long gaff pole. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What a cool experience, though, to be able to travel and see all the different species. Yeah. You know, saltwater, freshwater. And and to Dave's point, he probably chases skirt all over the world. He didn't really need to get active in Sweden. Yeah, you, that is a very valid point. <laughs> wow. Yeah, with a smile like that, you know he's killing it. <laughs> now, I want to I want to call you the plate on what is the favorite favorite species. Give actually give me a couple because you mentioned a few there that are on my bucket list, like a, a GT giant, a G, big GT man. I cannot Ooh. wait to get my hands on one of them eventually. But give me your top two or three. Favorite species you've caught? All right, my uh, favorite species to catch. One is uh, you guys have actually heard of it. It's probably called a queen snapper. I believe you guys. It's a little bit down south, further than you down in Florida. Yeah. For me, that is my uh, my specialty species. That's what I really love to catch. You catch them from 700 to 1200 feet down. Wow. And it's necessarily the fight. It's the challenge of finding the fish and finding the fish that want to bite. It's a very uh, uh, finesse fishing it. 1200 feet yeah but uh as far as the fight goes dog tooth tuna top of the list i mean when those things hit it's a freight train and they've got teeth they've got attitude and they don't and they will run you straight to the bottom and break you off every time wow Uh, and then the probably another species on the top of the list as far as uh Variety goes, I would have to say mahi. Mahi, uh, yes. Just, I mean, people think that you have to have this uh, 30 pound setup, you know, 80 pound line, all this hardcore, you know, offshore 40 foot boat gear. Yeah. And in reality, the bass setups that everybody uses, I mean, shoot, you can throw a spinner bait, you can throw a crankbait, you yeah. can throw a, a fluke. Yeah. And wow. you've got a fish that's, you know, up to, you know, 80 pounds jumping in the air, flipping, spinning. It has, you know, 30, 40 different colors on it at the yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah, they're cool fish. It's also great to yeah. eat. Hell so yeah, they are. Those are my top yeah. two. Now, where did top. the where did the 2-pound Newton Creek bass fall <laughs> in your list? Honestly, that so I had a uh, a gear malfunction, my net fell apart. I won't say who it was made by, 
But um, <laughs> when I when I hooked it and uh, oh man, talk about a rush because I know that the bass there aren't you know six seven eight pounds like you'd yeah. find in Florida or or somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, if you catch a, a twenty inch bass, an eighteen inch bass, it's a they're giant. at the top of the list. That's a giant. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so when that fish hit, I mean, shoot, I'm almost shaking thinking about it now. It, just, <laughs> it, it was the adrenaline rush of, please let these hooks hold. And when I finally got that fish in my hand, it was just like, it was a huge relief. And wow. and to realize that I was actually possibly a contender to go somewhere special was, uh, was just an amazing feeling. That's cool. Dave had a very similar story that same tournament when he was over at Cooper River. He was fishing near the dam over by Cooper, and he hooked into an almost lost but finally landed a giant 12-inch ribbed condom. <laughs> and he was so excited. I think, Dave, didn't you say you, you, you kissed it? No, and yeah. then no, I mean, measured it, kissed it, I'm and then not, rubbed it, or what? No, what happened? I made a, I made a halo out of it. Oh, a halo! What are you talking oh, about? Man. It was a tro- magnum trojan, wasn't why, it? Why aren't we celebrating Nick's hair? Look at that beautiful <laughs> hair, dude. I haven't seen hair like that since Byron Velvick was around. I know, man. Scene. That's like newscaster yeah. hair, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I was thinking about getting a haircut for this, but um, I'm glad I left it alone now. <laughs> That's an amazing quaff. Eric, our Eric, the intern who called out sick tonight, he'd be, he'd be reeling in jealousy right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He'd be jealous. Uh, Nick, what's next for you? What, do you? what do you got coming up? Tell us a little bit about what uh, – do you plan on trying to get back to Hobie Worlds? What do you got coming up the rest of the year? Who? Uh, so <laughs> – the way my life is going right now, I have uh, about another month of vacation left, a month and a half. And it's time to get so back to right work. Now, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, he, he can't make it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so my plans are I'm going to be doing uh, some uh, fluke fishing and uh, black sea bass fishing here uh, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, and the next day. And hopefully I'm, I'm trying to break the, uh, the 10 pound for the fluke in a kayak. Oh, nice. So uh, that's my, my next goal. And then after that, it's uh, to keep hounding at. So I'm in Connecticut right now, and the striped bass are starting to warm up. Yeah. And I've only gotten a few over 30 inches, and I want to break. Last year, I got a 44-inch. So I want to try and break that and basically – Keep honing my fishing skills, and am I going to make it back to the tournament? Yes, I want to. Uh, yeah, you. I, I think that that the, the camaraderie down there was really exciting, and when I heard last about last year that uh, a lot of the bass fishermen were absent due to other tournaments, and that now that they know about what's going to happen, yeah. that they're going to be here for this one. Yeah, I that uh, that the challenge is even to be a little bit more exciting. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm fishing against people that fish there, like religiously. They've been fishing there their whole life, all the time. Yeah. So for me to come in there and, and throw a lure is uh, is it's really intimidating. But 
I like the, I like the I like the challenge, so I'm I'm willing to go Defend for it again. Well, this time I suspect maybe some Putin uh, some Putin uh, nerve agents coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's a great well, example. I'll tell you what, if if those spiders are still under that bridge, hell yeah, they are. <laughs> oh man, those oh man, are not. Oh, yeah. that that you know what? That's a deterrent right there. Uh, that's been there for forty years. Nick, you're, he's a great example uh, of the kayak community. You know, yeah, nice guy. Met him. He lives in Connecticut. We've talked a few times over social media. But you know, even though you know he beat us, it's exciting to see him come back again. Yeah. You know, and it's nice very to have cool. him come back to our area and support yes. us. You know, and that's very cool. Everywhere else, you know, in the world is the fishing. You know, every Kentucky Lake, Okeechobee, Boo. all these places. We're just New Jersey, but this guy is coming here to fish out of yeah. our ponds, and that that's cool. cool. It's very cool. That's cool. Very you know? cool. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he has one of those spiders stuck in that. <laughs> Dave, you, watch stuck. out. Don't leave your pro angler hanging out of ah. the uh, van. Dave's going to drill a hole in the bottom. <laughs> hopefully one of those things is stuck in that beautiful hair and bites him right on the head. <laughs> 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 We're going to have a new spin on the camaraderie of the kind yeah, of community. So, yeah. so much for camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, well, Dave, yeah. Thanks a lot, Dave. Dave, goes, Dave goes the world. He's going to sabotage every, every other team and every other country. I'll be, I'll be stomping other flags. Flags in a minute, dude. <laughs> well, hey, j- just remember, if you go, they, one of the prizes that they give away there is a com- or uh, like a uh, how do we call it camaraderie award? I don't know how do you want to call it. Yeah, but basically pussy a, award for the guy that's friendly guy award. Yeah. And if you win this, you get to come back. So I didn't know about it, and so oh, I'm wondering wait, why right? everyone's so damn friendly. Oh, it's because God. you get picked, you get to come back. So Dave, if you go, if you beat me. You got to be super nice so that we get a free trip for the That's next right. year. That's right. I will show up with hand lotion and lavender candles. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will handy my way into the next world. Dude. Wow. It's Ooh. worked before, Dave. Why not again? <laughs> it got weird. <laughs> it did just get weird. Uh, Nick, I, let me tell you, first of all, man, congratulations on winning the event last year. Congratulations on going to Hobie Worlds. Uh, can't wait to see you here in, in a month or so. Uh, excited to have you back. Definitely will be more of a challenge this year, but I got a good feeling you'll do all right again. I have a good feeling. Is it going to be a crowded field this year? It's going to be a more crowded field. I think Mm -hmm. we've, I think we've probably tripled the size of the field from last year. Uh, but, but it's a lot of water, right? You know, Mm -hmm. Newton Creek, Cooper River. When you talk about from dam to dam at Cooper River, it's a lot of water. So more strategy is going to be needed this year for sure. And what one? A a two pound bass one? No, a a bigger one. Yeah, Yeah, you had a big one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, what did you have, Nick? You had a, it was, Four, probably a four pounder or so, right? Pound wise, uh, I know it was uh, inches, but probably a four pounder. Oh, it was one fish? No, three length, fish. total length. Three fish. Three fish. Three fish, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I, 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 oh, you got me on that one. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't remember. I know you had a big. I, I want to be Nick. He don't remember yeah. shit. He don't remember he had, me. He don't remember <laughs> the big fish he caught. That's how good his life he had is. Around dude. Around <laughs> 48, 48 inches. 48 inches out of three. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. 48 inches, okay. which is which is a nice bag. Wow. It's a good bag. Yeah, that's yeah. strong. Char- Charles, remember what you caught? That's how good Nick's life is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just remember seeing him catch that last one. <laughs> I just remember seeing catch that last one in a spot I just fished, and I was like, son of a... <laughs> Dude, I, I, I pulled in last second panicking. He was just cool as shit. Just like, yeah, man, I'm just riding around this frog yeah. and throwing it around. I'm like, what? Like, Why keep outing him onto the frog that he was using? <laughs> that was a decoy, Dave. He didn't catch yeah. any no, of the No, frog. no, 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 no. 
No, that son of a bitch was throwing oh. a... I'm going to put you out there right now, Nick. He was throwing a little-ass, weird-looking frog around. <laughs> on a spinning rod. On a, yeah, with a broken leg. It had a broken on leg. On a spinning rod. See, I put you... You know I know. Now, stop. <laughs> I know you don't know me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> there goes the camaraderie. Yeah, there goes the camaraderie. Well, Dave, Dave's going to have five HDS-12s rigged on his kayak trying to compete with you this year. So I don't know if that's going to help him. Well, Nick, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we will see you in a month or so, and and good luck, man. Good luck in all your travels. I hope you get that that big fluke, big striper. Congratulations! Thanks. Very excited. Yeah. And if uh, I could just give a quick shout out to uh, Three Bells uh, Marina for uh, putting up with my fishing, and uh, to uh, Steve Fields for putting on the Hobie Worlds, and Keaton Eoff for running uh, Hobie America because right that yeah. those guys are really running the show. Absolutely. Awesome. Appreciate it, Nick. Have a good night, man. Thanks for coming on. Good luck. We'll see you in, uh, you. in a month. See you soon, Nick. Later, Nick. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Awesome. Thank you. I, man, that's awesome. I bet I bet you Nick is a Kennedy. Look at that hair, dude. Oh, he's I like, know. He's, he's like a Kennedy, dude. Dave, you got a man crush. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, getting, it's getting awkward. Come on. He's still on there. Look at him. He's a handsome dude, guy. Dude, a good-looking dude, banging chicks all over the world. Just fishing, fishing at, at, a, at, a, at a whim. Living it. Months Come off on, at man. a time. Living the dream. Fishing. Yo, he is such a Thor that, <laughs> that he went to sleep in Sweden, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, how you not admire that? Oh, dude. Don't yeah. make me sound like a mo. It's too much. It's too much. What? But here's the interesting thing, Pete. I'd like to know what would Brian's ghost say about this? What do you think <laughs> Brian's Brian ghost Brian. would say? Uh, I can't. Wait, wait, sh- wait. What's coming through? <sighs> Is there hookers and coke in Sweden? <laughs> come on, that shit ain't right. <laughs> Where's Becky when we need her? Yeah. <laughs> Becky, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Damn, Brian's ghost keeps coming through. All right, Brian, let's uh, let's do this. Let's take another. We want to take another break. Yeah, I'm looking for the fucking commercial. <laughs> <laughs> let's take. Let's, let's play. Uh, let's play some. What's your DJ? What was your baseline? Baseline this jacket. Baseline DJ. Play some baseline. This is a baseline <laughs> DJ's production. <laughs> You go, Pete. You go, Pete. Uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Listen, hang in there with us, Pete. We got one more segment coming up, uh, and this is a good one. We saved the best for last. We've got UFC champion, superstar, veteran, uh, Jim Miller, friend of the show, friend of all of us coming on. Undefeated bass angler. Undefeated bass Florida. angler. That's true. In, in the Ike Foundation event. Uh, the inaugural champion. That's right. Inaugural champion coming on. We're going to find out if he ever put an outboard on the boat. I know. Board. I'm there, curious about there, that. There is also another MMA fighter that claims to be the greatest fisherman yes. in we fighting. Wanna, we want to talk to him about that. That sounds like a bass zone one-on-one yes, it does. challenge. This might be a Jark Meffries deal here. Uh, and we're also going to talk what? to Jim about uh, Lyme's disease. He's uh, a big champion of uh, awareness of Lyme's disease. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that. It's going to be some good stuff. Uh, Brian, take, take a break. You ready for it? Give me one more second. Okay, one more second. Hang in there with us when we come back. Hang in there. Keep going. One more segment of Ike Live on a Monday, even though it was late, waiting for Brian to cue it up. Trying to keep the conversation going. Uh, you can get us uh, old old episodes on IkeLive.com, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, size it up. Come on, Brian. Hang in there with us when we come back. One more round of Ike Live. Go.
uh, real snot. Been out on this pond for about an hour now. Uh, haven't had a whole lot of luck. We've had a couple blow-ups, but not getting a lot. So we thought we would try the new Java product uh, on this frog on the top water. Uh, it works great on jigs and other plastics, but we've noticed that when we do use it on top water, we get a trail in the water, the scent's in the water, and we're getting a lot more bites. So we're going to spray some Java uh, all over the frog. Apply from real knot to the raid, get it nice and wet, and then as I reel it in, it's going to work its way through it. Okay, so now we got that scent in the water, and then we got the frog all juiced up with some real snot, Java. Let's see what happens here. There's one. There's one. So as you can see, that scent got around in this little area, this little pocket we're fishing, and sure enough, one came up and nailed it. Small one, albeit, but hadn't caught anything since we've been here for about an hour, hour and ten minutes now. There's one. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Much better. Good little guy. Threw my frog. Man, they love this stuff. Right through the nose. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama Bug. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016. Featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals. <coughs> Zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? <laughs> 